Blog Talk Radio. of the uh, Friday Night Adult uh, Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. How about that? Well, it's Friday. Hey, hey. Hey, yo. how's everybody? Hey, yo, yo. Everything's good. Everything's good. I'm celebrating Friday. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm trying to stay cool. It's hot and humid outside. Well, it's better than it being snowy and rainy and nasty. So, I'll well, take the heat. do that. Yeah, we. You know what? We we are never satisfied. So, nope, never. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But other than that, it's all good. How you doing, Papa Didi? I'm doing good. I'm fired up tonight for the show. For some reason, I'm really fired up. Oh, boy. There's a lot. Of Be in trouble. Better, I'm buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I'm fired up. And I'm sober. How about that? Why fired that? up. And, mm, that's, a, that's a rare connection. I think I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm <you're> scared. <laughs> Hmm. Well, well, well. So. Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy night. Uh-oh. All right, I'm fastening mine. Okay. Hmm. I tell you, the world has really been interesting lately, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Very yeah, interesting. I mean, you really can't even plan a party anymore without thinking... You know, gun smoke is going to break out, you know, and everybody is just afraid to do anything anymore. People are debating different things they had. Outdoor venues are just becoming a thing of, uh, you know, is it really going to be or everything always ends in a shoot 'em up situation. I don't know if it's a copycat mm-hmm. thing or. So the question tonight is, what do you think about that? You know, um, 4th of July, you know, we had shootings here and there. We had shootings on Juneteenth. Every holiday, it seemed like the the mentally disturbed who think that, they're, that they got their shit together go out and just start shooting them up, you know, and uh, it seems to be nowadays with holidays because, you know, if you're going to shoot at a party or a holiday gathering, that, that just shows one thing. You're a lousy shot, first of all, and you need to, you, you, you know, as people say, you're fishing in a barrel, you know. The fish aren't mm-hmm. even in the damn pond. You're there in a barrel, and you're just dropping a line down into a barrel. But I'm not making jokes of it at all, but I'm just saying that they, these people are straight cowards, and they're, they're choosing the easiest targets, whether it be women, children, 
vulnerable people, the situation that just passed uh, over there in Highland Park were mostly senior citizens. Mm-hmm. They got a good seat at a parade, you know, and you mm. just took their life like it was nothing. Seniors, mm. you know, mm-hmm. took a took a married couple where they was protecting their baby and shot both of them. They both died because these are mm. high powered guns. People wonder how they dying so fast because these bullets are like little missiles that go into the chamber, and when it goes in you, it just it just rips. Not only, I mean, the first thing you do is you bleed out. You know, not to speak uh, mormic of the situation, but you bleed out because you, you know, you got a hole in you so big. I mean, hell, you bleed when you get a paper cut, right? Mm-hmm. You bleed at the slightest notion of something. You scratch your inside of your nose too hard, your nose going to bleed. You bite your tongue, your tongue going to bleed. Mm-hmm. So when one of these high-powered mm-hmm. guns, bullets go inside of you, you know, it's just a whole other story. But like I said earlier, the question of the night is... um where, where are we going with this? Um, where do we see ourselves in the next year? I'm not going to go two or three or four or five. In the next year when it comes to outdoor venues, and how do you feel about attending an outdoor venue these days? What do you think, uh, Red Wine? I'm feeling very reluctant at this point, even indoor, but especially outdoor, because that outdoor venues are what they call soft targets. Uh-huh. You know, everybody's all out there, sometimes shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people you don't know. So you could be standing next to a, a, a violent person, a crazy person, a hateful person. You just don't know. And then all of a sudden, something might trigger this person or that well, that's could have been their intention the crowd all because along. Over the last couple of incidents, they've been in a, you know, in a faraway place shooting at the well, the point I was getting at is that when you're in those kind of situations, people can be down there surveilling the crowd and checking to see where is where is the good pocket of people they want to attack, mm-hmm. you know, so they're moving around like they're just one of us enjoying the venue or the event, whatever it is, and then they break off and go get their, you know, artillery and plant themselves somewhere and attack for no reason. At least from what I can see, it's for no reason. But I did want to add this. I'm tired of people blaming everything on mental illness. All of these people are not mentally ill, not from the clinical definition. Some of these people just have deep-seated hate within them, and they're just acting out on the hatred. Now, some people may want to call that mental illness. I'm just saying hate is hate. Mental illness is when you actually have something wrong with your mind and your brain doesn't function as what's considered normal people's brain. So that's the way I look at it. I'm tired of people just throwing that label out there every time somebody does something, you know, like what we've seen lately. Yeah. All these people are not technically crazy. A lot of it's copycatting, too. Yeah, people mm-hmm. just want to be famous. You know, they want to go down in history mm-hmm. and saying, I killed this many people. Yeah, or, because a know, guy in... Um and Highland Park, he he admitted everything. Yeah. I mean, they they only had him when they caught him. They had him as a person of interest, and this man just confessed the whole move, and then said he was going to go over to another town and do some more yeah, killing. Wisconsin, and now when, where he came from, he was going to go there. And what gets me is that if you got the, the 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 audacity to just admit the heinous thing you just done, 
And and you know the sad part about it is it happened on the same day that a that a black man gets shot in the back, you know, sixty times. Mm. Who was yeah, unarmed, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole other topic. But his his gun was in the car. Allegedly, if that ain't gun, they plant it because you know when somebody dies, you can always blame anything on the dead. So the parents don't never seen his gun, so they don't know whether he had a gun. And he just it just seemed like with black people, the state, the, 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 it's like the mood is set. No matter whether it be living or dead, dead, it's always like oh, we don't care. We can just push up on it, you know. It's just it's just so easy and so open. Like the same way I sometimes see. When white boys be in the situation, they be pushing up and laughing, joking with black women. You know, they seem so relaxed when it comes to pushing up on on sisters. You know, and, and sisters give them that patronism, and they just they just get so comfortable with that, more comfortable than they would even push up with with their own. You know, white women. It's so deep, but that's a whole other story too. We ain't gonna go on that tangent. Well, let's, anyway, let's go to Kettle. Kettle, what's your take on all of this? Um, I'm taking both of you guys, uh, you know, what you guys think in. It's a lot. First of all, we deal with a pandemic. We haven't even really gotten over that. Um, we talked about that today and talked to some experts that probably another uh, one or two years. We, we, You know, we're still dealing with different variants and things like that. And then on top of that, these jackass people want to go out here and start shooting Everything is not nailed down. I don't get that. But to me, I kind of contributed to this video era. I'm not no psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever you want to call it, but I think that's how these young folks deal with situations. Um, They go to the video games, see that, okay, this is a man that has this big, powerful rifle. I can get rid of whoever I want to get rid of. And this is time to get rid of them. If, if it's hate, if it's, um, you know, I don't like this person um, or I don't like the way you look, I don't like what, you, what you're wearing, whatever, they can easily get, shoot them in their video and they get points. So to me, I think this shooting and killing is a high to these young folks. It sounds sickening, but I really believe that's what it is. And then on that, on top of that, you're admitting that you did this and did you want to go somewhere else and continue to kill? I mean, the word kill, is just, it doesn't mean anything to them. They have no, I don't know, just remorse or n- nothing. Uh, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, people have lost their sensitivity towards death, murder, killing, violence, yeah. all of it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. too, on the back, on the back side of that, is that if you sit up here and you admit all these crimes like that, you know, that's why when I use the reference of a man in Akron, Ohio, being shot 60 times the same day that this person killed those people, it seems that when somebody is caught after killing somebody, it seems that the the whole prosecution aspect of it becomes that much more difficult because the the, the district attorneys don't know what to do. They're like mm. so dumbfounded saying, I'm up here now. I don't even know what to charge this guy with. This guy just admitted that he killed seven people. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have to battle. I don't have to go to court and try to win. You know what I mean? 
So I think it confuses the hell out of them whether or not to eat now. It's like we're gonna give them the death penalty or what's gonna happen after that. They they just they're so afraid to open up Pandora's box after getting a a, a guilt admission that I think the different the different district attorneys are so confused on what to do with them. And now we have a couple of them pending trial, still pending trial. Now how long you gotta wait to go to trial when you didn't kill a bunch of people? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. You got the guy that killed the people in Buffalo. Let's not forget about Buffalo. Okay, that was the majority of black people. Okay? Right. But they have seen the overlap that with other things, and that's cool because it all has this level of importance. But what I'm saying is that this person that killed the people in Buffalo, he's alive. And the one that killed the person in Highland Park, he's alive. Now, the one that killed the children over there in Texas, I think that he was just killed by default because after they saw the, the, the mess that was made and all the delays of going in and all that, they had to just kill him just to put an ending to the whole story. You know what I mean? Because that was just so, that was just so messed up. And you, you, you would look and see during that situation with those kids in Texas, all these cops are running around with all these guns and all this ammunition. Everybody's, you know, looking like they all wider. Got on big old white Texas hats and shit. Mm. And nobody, everybody's scared to pull the fucking trigger. So I don't understand mm. how you don't go in there and, you know, I mean, you got to put forth an effort. That's what you do as a cop. That's what you do when you sign up as a police officer, right? Right. You mm-hmm. go toward the noise. If somebody's shooting, you yeah. don't run from the noise. They're supposed to serve right. and protect. You're supposed to go toward mm. the noise. What's happening? Go toward it. But no, but the whole situation there, we're not going to get on a tangent because this is just our opening discussion. But uh, it just seems like nowadays, um, I don't know, these people, the copycats are so interesting with stuff. and it's a, it's a team of people. They may not know each other, but I'm sure they got their own little websites and all. Like you said, Kettle, when it comes to the videos and the connections and the undercover uh, chat rooms and, and things like that, we have to know that there's something in common with all these people from the guy in Aurora, um, what is it, uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. in the movie house. Oh, it goes back, I mean, it goes back to 15, 16 different situations that that are all in common. It's like, damn, mm-hmm. how do we even put a net around it? You know, it's like you can't even put a net around it yet because the sharks are still biting the net. You couldn't even hold the the, the fish in a net if you tied the uh, net over top of this situation because it's still wide open. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Think, it's exhausting. I'm, I'm going to say one last thing, but I just think that there is a connection. You know, you, you just mentioned something. I'm talking about the video games. Who knows? Mm. Quote, unquote, underground society. And oh, uh, these officials need to start connecting these dots because, like you said, there's people that are in, intentionally doing this plus copycats. Oh, yeah, they're looking mm-hmm. at something. And right. You know, we look at our phones 24-7, phone, computer, whatever, but these phones, these phones have, have, have got us. <laughs> we are stuck, stuck on stupid. We are stuck. But, uh, yeah, we're going to keep moving yeah. on, like you said. All right. Well, we're going to shift gears and go to the uh, rundown for tonight. Uh, what we got on tap tonight, Kel? All right. We got quite a bit tonight. Um, Wisconsin says no to absentee ballots. Uh, New York gun applicants soon to have social media accounts screened. 
And um, how will we know if we're in a recession? Our cocktail of the week, after all of that, we're going to need this. It's called the Bourbon Cocktail. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. We're going to lighten it up. Woman's plan for giving free dog sitter ludicrous rules follow. Also, man baffled by unexpected uh, reply after installing dog poop warning sign. And McDonald's saying reveals why he orders large fries in a cup. Right? I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got some interesting things tonight. The uh, kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. Your finest cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. All right, welcome back to John Party. I want to host uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to go in focus. Uh, Kettle, you're up first. Yes, 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 ma'am. All right, what's your focus on? Here we go again with this BS. Well, Uh Wisconsin, the Supreme Court. It doesn't say they say no to the absentee ballot, but they're going to limit it. Let me get that clear. They're going to limit it. Um, <clears throat> Wisconsin Supreme Court limits use of absentee ballot drop boxes. So the Supreme uh, decision is a defeat for Democrats in the battleground states who say the ruling makes it harder for many to vote. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Here we go again with this BS. You know, they can't, yeah. they can't play fair. Uh, the Supreme Court of U.S. City, Wisconsin, has ruled uh, absentee ballot drop boxes may be placed only in election offices and that no one other than the voter can return a ballot in person. Okay. And a decision Democrats said would make it harder for them to, you know, better ground state. The court's decision uh, did not address whether anyone other than the voter can return their own ballot by mail. <laughs> That means that anyone could still collect multiple ballots for voters uh, and instead of using a drop box, it's put in the mail. Okay. So it makes yeah. sense. Uh, Republicans have argued that uh, practice known as ballot harvesting is with, with fraud, although there has been no evidence of that happening in Wisconsin. Democrats and others argue that um, many voters, particularly the elder and disabled, have difficulty returning their ballots without the assistance of others. Okay, mm-hmm. they know that. So why you the smoke screen? Supporters um, have argued uh, drop boxes are a better option 
send mailing belts because they go directly to the clerk and cannot be lost or delayed in transit. Uh, or mailboxes taken up, like jackass um, uh, postman, postmaster. Um, the decision came in advance of the August 9th primary and the midterm election where Republican U.S. Senator uh, Ron Johnson and Democrat Governor uh, Tony Evers are seeking re-election in key races. Hmm. Okay. The court's ruling was four to three. Um, has critically implications in the 2024 presidential race, in which Wisconsin will again be among a handful of battle states. Uh, President Joe Biden defeated 45 in 2020 by just less than 21,000 votes. Okay. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you guys think about that? Every everything that any red state out there, they're trying to level the playing field now. So Trump and other people ain't got to try to grab or, you know, they see how Trump embarrasses stuff by looking for votes and looking for delegates and all that jazz, and they're trying to make it now so it all works out. You know, but you know, God don't like ugly, mm-hmm. so you know, stuff will always be I agree. But I think it's really pitiful that they're making it so difficult. You know, like if there's no proof of anybody messing with these drop boxes, then why are you trying to take that away, talking about, oh, well, this could be some fraudulent stuff going on, so we're going to, you know, remove those, and now you're going to put the drop boxes at the offices, at the main, you know, those kind of offices. Mm -hmm. A lot of those are in totally remote or places where if you don't have your own transportation, how are you supposed to get there? So now it's like either you have to go stand in line and vote in person or you can go for the mail-in ballot, but I think it's just a matter of time before they come after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you, you, can, you can say whatever. They can say what they want to say, but in order for you to try to change stuff, it takes effort, just like it takes to change something when it comes to racial situations. It takes effort. You, you're not going to change it overnight. And most people to fight for equal rights <laughs> – don't even get a chance to experience it. It gets it gets experienced two generations later. And the yeah. same people trying to change this stuff, they're not going to be able to change this stuff by the time. Uh, Donald Trump will probably be dead by the time they try to get it the way they really want it to be because, like I said earlier, God don't like ugly, and nasty shit don't always turn out the way it does when you try to do it. You, to be nasty and be mm-hmm. different and to be ugly, you got to work at that. You know, as old folks say, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile, Okay. So when you frown, mm-hmm. you're making yourself frown. When you smile, shit, that's just a matter of lifting up your teeth and your gut and your jaws and letting it out. So. But I'm still thinking back on when they uh, changed. I forgot where it, where it was now. Was it Georgia, where they came up with that rule that said, okay, if you're standing in line to vote for however many hours it takes, it is now against the law to give people water. Or food. Remember when they came yeah, up with that? Yeah, but see, that's what I was just saying. When you come up with aggressive tones like that, that's just to scare the bejesus out of somebody. But now the people that made those asinine statements, they have to live up to what they have put out there. Anybody can say anything. I can fart right now, but my fart's not going to be effective until it starts to smell. You understand me? Yeah. People, oh, I farted. But when it, it's the quiet farts. That really stink, you know yeah, what I mean? Somebody say, "Who the hell farted?" You know what I mean? That's when it comes out of your ass with a whistle. 
But when you farting out loud, that's mostly air because it's now it's projecting air and making noise. But I'm just talking about the way they keep changing the yeah, but the they to make it difficult for people to vote. And that's they right, I'm but saying. they want you to grab onto it like you're doing now. They want you to put it out in front of your forehead and focus on it. But somebody got to work on making it happen. You know what I mean? Those laws are already on the book. It's already happening. Right, but people have to still implement something. Right, something and that's to be what I'm saying. These things are already in place. Okay. I'm not talking about things that they're saying down the road that they want to try to do. I'm talking about things that are already done, things that make it difficult for it. Just like Carol mentioned about we still are dealing with COVID. Now there's monkeypox on the loose and uh, what's it called, Omicron. The Omicron virus, that thing is still in yeah, the but, air. Yeah, but you see your, your tone of voice? You're speaking like you already gave in and gave up. No, not at all. I'm just speaking about it. I'm going to cast my vote. All right, but it's great. If but you're I'm the... just saying that all of these things that we still as a society are dealing with makes some people still very uncomfortable but, standing but, close to people all right, and all to be able to cast your vote. That's true, but you have that's to just still go in with the smile and not the frown, and that will make you walk taller and walk stronger. Oh, I don't have to go in there. You smile. know what I mean? If you got on a good pair of shoes, your feet ain't going to hurt. The people that's trying to change laws, man, they tripping. So, therefore, why would we even let their attitude, their actions, their Supreme Court but, gestures but and me, all they crap? Yeah, but let me, let me add this. Let me add this. The problem is 45. It goes, this article goes on to say, after Trump lost the state, he and Republicans alleged that Dropbox facilities cheating, that they cheated, even though they offered no evidence. So exactly. this is the lie that no. they want to continue to tell. And so Wisconsin and Grab don't do it. Uh, that's probably 45. They probably got him in the back pocket, his back pocket. But no, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, 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 it's just BS. That's all. Just BS. Well, Trump is in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. And for him to get to D.C., he got to get a train, he got to get an airplane or something, okay? He's just not going to appear like a like the Jetsons or anything like that. So long as he's down there, I think people are giving him too much credit. You know, he ain't up with a man like anybody else. He's damn near 80 years old. And after a while, shit start to go, you know? Your prostate, your shit, your this, your that. You know, the you can't shit right. You can't phone. pee straight. All he has to do is pick up a phone and say, hey, look, do me a favor. Why I'm not giving that man want, that much power. He, right, but why do you think that he didn't want that, that secure phone that the United States was going to give him? He said, no, I got my own phone. Nope. So he can do with dirty yeah. shit yeah, on the true. same yeah. phone. Well, that's like I said, he's... He's a lot of years. He's a lot of years older than me. And when I walk down the steps in the morning, when I first wake up, and and I walk down the steps and my knees is hurting, I know goddamn well his knees is hurting more. So I'm not really. I don't okay. give him that what's much. Point? That's his. That's his personal. What's your point? I don't. Point? I just don't. I, mean, I don't give him that much. Like that, I don't give I'm him saying, that much. All I'm saying is okay. that once these politicians get together and start changing yeah. the laws. Just like the Supreme mm-hmm. Court just recently did yep. and changed the laws on how much control a woman has yep. over her body. Yep. It's the, yep. it's, we still living here have to deal with yeah, these but kind we're of all, let me tell you It ain't about what they plan to do. This is what has been That's done. That's true. But look at, but look at the right. big picture, though. Caskets come in single file. No matter how much people come together. Women, let me make my point. Let me make my oh, point. Let me Lord. make my point. All right. All right, yeah, y'all keep giving in. Caskets come in single file. No matter who you pull a witness world, your ass going to be buried by yourself. 
or cremated by yourself. I ain't seen their okay. person where they buried somebody at the same damn time. We all got individual parking spaces point, when it comes to my point is that people could team up if they want to, but ain't nobody gonna ride and die with you to the end like that. Look at all the people to pull okay. back with him on this January sixth thing. Look at that situation there. That woman said, Hell, he tried to grab the steering wheel of the damn car. She just told everything. She said, Fuck that. This man ain't taking me down. I'm twenty seven fucking years old. This motherfucker's okay. seventy eight years old. He ain't gonna take me out and I got fifty more years of life to live. And if you don't start living like that and stop letting Trump get in your back pocket and squeeze your ass, then you're going to let Trump control your life. And I'm just not letting I ain't letting them occupy that much space. That's just my opinion. All and right. we can move on. You're anyway. entitled to it, no matter how long anyway. it may be. But, okay. Yeah, well, see, you can <laughs> I'm just meddling. Don't kiss his ass, right? I'm just saying, I ain't kissing uh, nothing. Ain't, his ass ain't my That's friend. That's the last place my lips would ever well, find themselves. Sounds like you are catered no, to no, whatever. No. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. All right, uh, I got one coming out of New York, and this one I think is really interesting. Um, Of course, you know, as the mis-warning signs have been piling up with the investigations on the mass killings, New York State, you know, they've been busy. That mayor has been trying to come up with ways to deal with this. So now New York is rolling out a new strategy to screen applicants for gun permits. So what they're trying to do now, they said people who are seeking to carry concealed handguns in the state of New York will be required to hand over their social media accounts for a review of their character and conduct. Mm. I said, all right, mm. all right, Madam Mayor. They're trying to get down in it. Better tell the story. And they say this is an approach that's been applauded by many Democrats and national gun control uh, advocacy groups. But, of course, everybody on the other side of the coin is all pissed off, got their panties in a bunch, talking about it's not constitutional and you can't do this and you can't do that. And what about free speech concerns? And See, I'm like, y'all more concerned about that than trying to control who is actually getting a legal permit to carry a concealed weapon? I don't care if they're going about what they don't have a constitutional right to say. If this person may be the next one to shoot up a crowd of people, you got to investigate this stuff. Anyway, some of the local officials now, this is one of the, I guess, the glitches in the plan, is that some of the local officials are going to end up with the task of reviewing people's social media content and then, you know, asking further questions and all of that. But they're going to need to get, have the resources to do it because all of these officials that they're referencing already has a job. These people have a job, have a job description. This wasn't part of it. So now if they're going to have to go through combing, you know, looking at applications, checking people's social media, and I mean really checking them to see, like that guy um, – uh, that just killed those people in, uh, oh, my gosh, where was that, the last one? Highland Park. Highland Park, thank you. He had put some stuff on his social media, dropped a little, you know, hints here and there about what he was thinking and planning to do. If someone had a, looked at it, yeah, exactly. they might have been able to prevent it, and this is not the first time. Yeah, it's wide open. So that's why they're saying, look, we need to have people who are in some official capacity dig into these people's backgrounds and check. But, of course, the sheriffs and, you know, other people that handle these applications are saying, we don't have the money or the staffing to do this. 
So I don't know if they're planning to push back or what, but the mayor of New York, her name is, uh, I'm sorry, not the mayor, the governor. Governor, yeah. governor Kathy Hochul, if I'm saying her name right, Hochul, Hochul, H-O-C-H-U-L. Um, she's saying that this is going to go into effect in September. Because, you know, like I said, these these young guys, young men who have recently been the, the gunmen behind these mass killings, they had stuff on their social media. You know, either they, they just do. put it out there or they were chatting with somebody and, like you mentioned, chat rooms. They've been having some conversation that was documented somewhere on social media. So, you know, under this new law that will go into effect in September, I guess, unless People start, you know, suing to block it, which they probably will. But these applicants, if you want to carry a gun's concealed weapon in New York, you're going to have to provide your uh, local officials with a current list of your former and current social media accounts for the last three years. And it will be up to the sheriffs or the judges or the county clerks, whoever has to handle it, to go through the profiles and check whether or not, you know, this person seems to be safe enough to allow them to have a gun. And they want some references. They're talking, um, I'm trying to see, I made a note about, I think they said they wanted either three or four references, um, character references, four. They want you to provide four character references, and you have to attend in-person interviews, and you have to uh, uh Prove that you're proficient at shooting. So they really and are trying to, to purchase a gun. Yeah, just to be able to get a permit to con- conceal carry. Mm-hmm. Now my concern is that if you're going to go through all this screening, just make mm-hmm. sure you're not just screening non-white people. Oh, definitely. That's that's the that's the problem. That's the bottom line, if right there. You want to do it. Do it across the board for everybody. You do it on area Black, white, brown, checkered, polka dot, whatever. I don't care if you know somebody who knows somebody, if you're the governor's cousin or the mayor's somebody, it doesn't matter. If you're going to do it, mm-hmm. do it across the board. I think everybody that buys a damn machine gun should be screened. I mean, there's all kinds of rifles and shotguns out there. There's double barrel shotguns and all that. You know, take the pop shot. You can hit two shots at the same time with a double barrel. But you got your pop shot. Why do we need all, all that? Why do we need all that? Well, I'm talking about shotguns up against machine guns. Mm-hmm. A shotgun that you get for home protection when you're not that good of a shot. You know what I mean? A pistol is when you can shoot a joker. But if you're a lousy shot and don't go to the damn range or anything like that, you might want to get a shotgun because the shotgun shoots out pellets, you know, the spray, you know, as mm. far as hypothetically speaking. But you don't need no fucking machine gun, AR-15, that just rat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat, yeah. 15 bullets out at one damn time. That's not, hell, what you what are you killing at that? military-grade you know? weapons. Why does so there's a huge difference between a shotgun and a, there's a difference between a shotgun and a machine gun. There's a huge difference. And these people, everybody buys a machine gun. Why the hell aren't they being shook down a little bit? Somebody's saying, why don't you come in here to the police station and ask you and take a look at him and then look at the guy that, that shot the people in Highland Park with the, with exactly. the tattoos and a look under his eye. He looks like a cartoon character from some kind of little crazy show. 
I mean, it was just his look was just so weird, you know. Why? Just, why don't they just ask the question? Why are you purchasing a, this particular gun? It's just well, like you know it, when you go on in and out of, of countries. Why are you coming to this country? You know, with your passport, if you're going to a foreign country. Um, are you here on business? Are you here on pleasure? You know, why are you here for? Just ask well, the gun question. Costs, why are you yeah, purchasing this damn gun? They do ask. The gun costs about a grand, and the people selling them guns is about business, so they trying to make that money so they can give a damn, you know what I mean? A lot of people, people buy crack, you know, or a lot of people buy cocaine. It's almost the same situation because of the pusher trying to make that money. I'm going to turn the page. Anyway, Stress. where are we at? All right. All right. Uh, it's over to you, Papa. Let's lighten it up. No, that's not lighten light it up. Yeah, we still in focus. All right. Um, still in focus. Uh... Well, the question on here is how do we know we're in a recession? Well, I think all all the signs of a recession is, is really coming to light. You know, a recession is when the, you know that now that, um, you know, things are getting tight because people start to come to their senses. When it comes to their, sentence, to their senses, everybody slows down, and then the Fed comes in and raises the, the, the interest level and things like that, and when interests go up, things aren't that attractive anymore. When interest is a high from the beginning, that means that's what the banks are going to offer you as an interest situation. If the Fed says, look, we got to raise the interest rate because things are going crazy, we need to slow things down. So they take the interest rate up to 6%. That means now Bank of America, Wells Fargo, no matter what the hell, how good your credit is, you're going to get a house at 6 You're not going to get to 3 2% no more. So therefore, it doesn't become a seller's market anymore becomes a buyer's market because now everybody want to sell their house now because it's they don't they don't want to sell their house and they don't get nothing for it right now it's a seller's market but as soon as it becomes a buyer's market is when things get different things get loans are higher higher interest and things like that and also when it comes to the gas situation now after a while people are going to come to their senses when it comes to the gas first of all if gas is costing six seven dollars a gallon why are you driving so much? You know what I mean? Hmm. Curve your shit. You know? Don't fill your tank up. I mean, the most I put in my tank anymore today is $30 at the most to get me around on what I feel I might have to do over the next couple of days or what have you. But if you're just riding around for the hell of it and enjoy riding or you've got a job that's 50 miles away every day, 40 miles each way, then you got you to gotta do something with your situation. <laughs> and your situation is ass backwards. And you're not realizing it now because you're driving. But if you do have to drive for a living, you got to raise your prices. This is why things go up like Uber or Lyft and things like that because something has to offset something. But the recession is a situation that comes into play now, whereas um, after a while everybody's going to stop being, you know, just just doing what they're doing. You can't be casual and losing your shirt at the same time. And and later on, when I with my session of uh, uh, what's popping, I'm, I'm going to talk about the whole situation where the world is just coming back to where it started from 50 years ago of something I experienced today, which is a very deep situation. So we'll be move on to that. But but getting back to the uh, recession situation, look out for that coming down the pike because everybody right now. Is about to get off their high horse and calm down because it, they just can't take it no more. You can't buy gas at six dollars a gallon forever, and everybody out there driving SUVs and stuff like that, shit, you gonna be curving them motherfuckers at the wow. 
you can be like, where's my compact? Because to throw sixty five dollars in a tank like that, it, it's just it's it's ridiculous at the while. It throws your whole budget out of whack. So so we'll see what happens, you know. But um just be smart, you know, just drive when you have to. Get enough gas that you need. Don't ride on E or nothing like that, but and and try to get some quality gas. Because uh, these Jake the Fake places out here, they ain't got no real name on them, you know. Stick with the ones that you can sue if you have to, you know. But, mm-hmm. uh, and I have noticed a lot of people riding bikes now, like during rush hours. Not on the highway, but if you see, sometimes you get to a light when you get yeah. closer to where office buildings are. I mm-hmm. see people on bicycles, and I'm like, oh, okay, they got the bikes out. You know, the weather's really Well, if you're experienced with it, you know. Yeah, but, I wouldn't I do it, but... I can't suck all that damn exhaust in my nose. I don't trust these drivers that much. Yeah, drivers is crazy. You man. know, it's like these people are in their car eating, drinking, talking, putting on makeup, doing all kind of stuff. I'm not trusting that they would look out for me on a bike. Uh, people getting killed every day on those bikes. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, uh, I'm going to take a CC or we're going to go back to the cocktail yeah. of the week. Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to take a little CC. And well, I'll be back with the cocktail. All right, All right. on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the Pajama Party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern. So get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Kettle, what's the uh, cocktail of the week there? You ready for us? Uh, sure, sure. Well, I'm in your lane tonight, Bobby. Um, okay. Even though you say you're going to be sober tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, judge, This is called the um, bourbon cocktail. Oh, Served in a mini cocktail with cream de cocoa and grenadine with a twist of hard orange zest for a mm. stylish party drink. So, four uh, tablespoons of bourbon, four tablespoons of cream de cocoa, four tablespoons mm. of lemon juice, two dashes of grenadine, and four teaspoons of golden caster sugar. Uh, we're going to pour that with the um, orange zest that is for the um, garnish. So, we're going to put all these ingredients in a, a cocktail shaker with some ice, shake together, then pour into a martini glass. And then you add the zest on the top. Or for you, Papa Didi, we can serve it over ice in a high ball glass if that's what you prefer. So mm. something for both, uh, red wine and Papa. 
It's served either way. It's a bourbon I don't know about that extra sugar, though. That sounds like it just got real sweet. And I have I, I, I have had bourbon with the cream, cream and uh, Baileys and things mm-hmm. like that. But then when you mm-hmm. said lime and all that, it kind of kind of threw off the milk thing. With I guess it worked, though. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'd have to try that. I was cool up mm-hmm. to the grenadine. I thought yeah, the grenadine and, and the lime with the milk thing. Oh. Anyway. No, that's the well, liqueur. Yeah. The cream, the coca. It's a, it's a liqueur. Yeah, cream the coca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, that's old school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so old school. Yeah, been out for a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm down right. to try. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna go right into. You, I'm gonna go right into what's popping. What, what's popping um, tonight? I tell you, you know. I should say what isn't popping. Yeah. Let me let me say this here. Yeah, you know, when you when you live long enough. And you stay aware and awoke. You know, awoke is a term that was used mostly now by saying conscious of things going on. But being aware means that your mind is clicking and you're understanding what has been going on through the years. And I tell you, I had such a premonition today that it blew my mind to show that we have done so much crap and we have come right back where we started from. You know, I don't know if you've been to Home Depot lately. I was in there today. Now, as you see in a lot of these states now, everybody didn't gave up on the plastic. People agree with that? Mm-hmm. You go to stores and the plastic's gone. It's gone in Walmart. You know, they want to sell you a bag for 98 cents, a little carrying bag. And um, uh, Rip Mine made a suggestion about going in Marshalls and buying those big bags they sell. Yeah, that's, just, I think that's a good idea. And then just put those in your trunk and take those in the store. Walmart wants to sell you these little bags for a dollar, and you can't fit for two loaves of bread in the damn thing. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying today at, at Home Depot. Show you my stuff went full circle. Now, what Home Depot did, and I appreciate it, they have switched to paper bags, and the paper bags are stacked up right there at the area where you buy your product, okay, when you go in the self-service area. Regular size paper bags that you can double. So I, I, I asked the lady who was helping me in the self service area today, and I said, "So there's no plastic?" She said, "No, no, we have paper bags." So when I went to put the paper bag in one, I, I doubled it because I got a couple products that was heavy. So I doubled the paper bag that was being provided. A whole stack of them, nice size bags like back in the day at a supermarket. Now notice where I'm going with this. Same type bags in the supermarket back when I was 15 years old working at a, a what, AMP or Acme, and I was a bagger. You know how you bag back in the day as a young person? You get tips and all at the, at the end of the counter. And I said to myself, now, here I am 15 years old, and I'm not going to say how many years ago, but it was a lot of years ago. But we've gone full circle with all this plastic and every other bag you can name, they got a handle on it. I mean, how many plastic variations of bags have we had in the last 40, 45 years? Okay? I mean, we, we've had every plastic whatever, and that was the thing. The thing, the thing, the thing. And now, 45 years later, when I was loading that paper, which I was very comfortable with because when you double a paper bag, it makes it nice and strong. So I'm loading all this heavy stuff I got from Home Depot and these paper bags. And I said to myself, damn, this reminds me when I used to be a bagger at a supermarket at 15 years old. 
So why the fuck did we do all this plastic shit for 40 years to go back to where we were from the beginning? Why did we waste all that time? And it took me back also to 1977 when we gave up our deuce and a quarters, Electro 225s, our Cadillacs, our Eldorados, our Malibus, our Chevelles, and we picked up the Toyota Corolla. Or the, you know, all these little sparring cars, the Datsun B210. Or the, what was the other one? The the Z, the the Datsun 280Z. All this shit that the Japanese was telling us we need to buy. And we brought that little shit, we squeezed our big asses in there, and we let our Cadillac go. We let our Eldorado go. We let our Camaro go. And now all those cars are over in Cuba. You go to Cuba, you'll see all of our old cars we used to have. Over in Cuba, because Cuba said, fuck them, send them over here. Mm-hmm. And now they riding all these fabulous cars, the 55 Chevy, 57 Chevy, you know, all the different Ford Fairmonts and all these classic cars. But it's going to show you now we're going full circle with that now. Now people are getting back into chargers and all these big cars are back. I see Cadillacs now all the time. Mm-hmm. Cadillac is back. Chrysler's are back. So why do we spend 40 years, why is we as Americans, we keep serving other people, and at the end of the day, we don't have nothing to show for ourselves. And the same with gas. When our gas gets low, we got to get it from Saudi Arabia, we got to get it from Russia, we got to get it from people we're enemies with. And that's a goddamn shame when we have been so reliant on people we don't like. That's like you trying to get some shit from an old flame. It's like, damn, I got to go fuck with this girl. I don't even fuck with to get some shit from her. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, damn, how am I going to convince her to give me some stuff that I need? And that's how we are as Americans now. We have nothing to rely on for us. And we got all these resources. But it's because our world is so cut up into Democrat, Republican. We fighting this person. That person's fighting that person. Everybody's all over the place. So the basic entities of life is always missing when there's a ton of distractions. Look at your own life. What stops you from producing in your life wholeheartedly and comfortably? Distractions. Mm. Bullshit life, bullshit people, bullshit service. You go out in the morning at 8 o'clock, you're an early bird. Go out there in the morning, you can spend an hour and a half messing around in the store where you're getting bullshit service. You come out there at 10.30 saying, damn, I spent an hour and a half in that place messing around with some crap. Lousy customer service made me mess up my whole day. Now the sun's coming up. It's almost noon. I spent an hour and a half in that store because this girl didn't know what the hell she was doing in this cell phone store or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show you, now I won't get, I'll get off the soapbox and say that nowadays you really have to stay conscious of your own life. The best person that's responsible for you is you. You can't take, a, you can't take care of nobody else in your life unless your crap is together. You really have to keep yourself together no matter how much you may be in love with someone. But you got to love self first. And I don't mean selfish love, but you got to love you first and keep you in perspective, especially if you are the provider or if you are the breadwinner. Because there's two type of things in the world today. You got the breadwinner and then you got the provider. Those are two different aspects altogether. Now, you could be both. But some people want to make the money, but they don't want to be the provider. They want to be the breadwinner. 
But if you're the provider and the breadwinner, what you need to do is take care of your own ass because you're doing all the major providing. It's not a selfish thing. You may have somebody helping you as well. But y'all can't help each other unless y'all helping yourselves. With unselfish life, unselfish love, keeping things in perspective, and handling your business early. Don't be afraid to put in for shit. Apply for shit. Do shit. If there's different things that are going on with you where you can save money with your 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 uh, electric or gas, go to these utility companies and put in that application. You know, different things you could do to, to offset situations. Don't just sit back and, and deal with the abuse of uh, not being able to afford your life. Try to afford your life by, you know, seeing what's up, what opportunities are available. I've been blessed lately to have a lot of things done, different loan modifications on my mortgage and different things I put on for. It takes work. It takes send it back and say, oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. Oh, we need notarized. Oh, you should have sent that in. You should have mailed it in. Don't fax it. We only accept a fax. Got to mail it in. Oh, get it notarized. But, but you're going to get a lot of different situations. But when you get that letter that says your shit is approved, God damn. That's some happy stuff. So just don't give up. You know? I'm leaving it at that. All righty. All right. Okay, so I guess I'm not going to give up on my um, hitting the Powerball or the uh, Mega Man. <laughs> hey, well, that, that shit costs money. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would play, play those. I would play those as opposed to the pick three and the pick four because that, that could be all day, all day sucker right there, you know. <laughs> By the time you went five hundred, you didn't get a Oh, no doubt, on. I'm, I'm not knocking that. Yeah, that's what they tell me. But uh, yeah, but good, good luck to everybody out there. Whatever you're doing. Okay, well, we're gonna <laughs> we gonna lighten it up. Yeah, we're gonna take a little CC break. We're gonna come back with the uh, weird news. Yep. Weird news. Oh, oh right. okay. All right. Well, let's do that. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show, and if you want to call us tonight. Uh, give him the number, Papa Didi. The number is uh, 914-803-803. Is it 803? <laughs> yes. I don't usually call myself. 914-803-4306. And if you're already dialed in, just press 1 and you'll be put in the queue and you can talk about what you want to talk about. We're easy. All right. Uh, All right. We'll be right back with the weird news on the other side of the screen. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Right, it's time for the weird news. And you know we always find the weird ones, so uh, I'm going to jump in and go first. I've got a woman slammed for giving a free dog sitter 
six ludicrous rules to follow. Now, the woman was sitting her dog for free, but she giving her all these rules. So the woman uh, went to the Reddit web- website to share a dog owner's crazy list of rules that she had to follow when looking after the lady's pets. And she said, I'm not even getting paid for this. I'm doing it for free. But uh, but one owner has taken this to another level by leaving her dog sitter a crazy list of rules to follow while she goes out and enjoys a holiday on a Mexican island in the Caribbean Sea somewhere. So it starts out with a friendly hello. The dog owner wrote, hey, girly girl, uh, my friend said you were going to be at the house uh, sitting and animal watching. So first of all, thank you. Just wanted to let you know a few rules and requests that we have. Number one, please be here at 6.30 a.m. sharp for first feeding, 12 p.m. sharp for lunch, and 5.30 p.m. sharp for dinner. Number two, please clean up around the food and water areas after each feeding and make sure you're staying until they finish. The cat sometimes takes a while, so be mindful of that. Number three, 15 minutes after feeding concludes, please take the dogs out individually for personal playtime. Number four, during play, if they defecate, please pick up the remains. We're trying to keep the backyard clean. Number five, each of the pups will need an individual walk each evening. Number six, please message me at the conclusion of each trip and let us know if anything went wrong. Now, this is all the stuff that the person who's sitting her dogs and apparently other animals for free. I'm like, lady, wow. are you welcome individually and all of this? And then they need playtime and all this crazy stuff they got to do. I would have told the lady the cat to finish? from Mexico <laughs> and didn't do what you got to do. Wow, that's crazy. And then the, on top of that, she's not getting paid, I believe. No, she's not getting paid. That don't even make any sense. Mm-mm. What else you got around? Okay. All right, uh, Kettle, I'm going to go to you next. What's yours? Okay. Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's fan reveals why he orders a large fry in a cup. drive through customer genius food hack is so simple. It's got people scratching their heads as why do nobody's ever thought of this before. So in a McDonald's drive through a customer has, has done the TikTok viewers. Uh he uploaded a video showing a man ordering some fries, but asked for them in a large cup instead of the classic cardboard carton. Yeah, I don't think you get enough in that one anyway. I always order a small. Um, but uh, the driver then uh, took his cup of fries and placed it in his car's the car's cup holder, allowing him to snack uh, while he was driving. So in the video, which has um, now been watched 6.2 million times, really? The customer can be heard saying to staff, it's a good idea, right? You just go like um, that and put it in, you know, in the cup holder. So um, one TikTok user said, uh, how in my 30 years they have never heard anything like this? But, you know, somebody else said this is a genius idea. I guess maybe, you know, McDonald's may adopt <laughs> that version of uh, fries in a cup so you can put it in your cup holder. To me, I think that's a distraction, but, I mean, we do it all the time. You know, lay your fries right there so you can eat them while you're driving. But, um, hey, maybe the guy got something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Fries in a cup, hey, why not? They have uh, chicken on a stick, so, I mean, you know, chicken stick. <laughs> so why not so, put the fries in the cup? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Okay. Who knows? You might want some residuals from that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they should have thought the copyright. I guess you can't copyright it. Well, I don't know. Um, All right. I'm going yeah, to take this uh-huh. last one. I, I'm trying All to sort right. this one out. This one is a little bit crazy. Uh, a man baffled by unexpected reply after installing a dog poo warning sign. Now, this was an angry homeowner has threatened to take action against dog walkers that leave their pets' poo outside the house. So fed up with owners not cleaning after their dogs, this resident took matters into his own hands and installed a sign with an arrow pointing to where somebody left their dog's mess. But he didn't expect to get such a sassy response from his sign. Now, all the sign said was, please clean up after your pet. Um, So then, let's see, to whom it may concern, we have you on camera. The next time your pet poops in our yard, we will take action. Thank you for picking up after your dog. So an anonymous person then wrote them a handwritten message and said, don't have a dog just tired of your dramatic sign, and signed it with an XOXO, which represents hugs and kisses. So I'm like, first of all, if you don't have a dog, then you got, as they say, no dog in this race. So how are you even responding to this man's sign? So a person responded that he didn't even have a dog. Right. Somebody responded to the sign and said, don't have a dog, but tired of your dramatic sign. Oh, God. So despite some people believing that it was petty, the warning sign seems to have worked. Because another person wrote, I saw this sign pointing to the dog poop. Then I walked past again the next morning, and there was no dog poop. So apparently somebody felt shamed enough (laughs) and cleaned up behind their dog. So then other people just started chiming in and commenting to the sign. Another person said, I totally agree with the original sign. I don't think it's too much to ask that people clean up after their dog. You are a next level douche if you leave your dog's business for everyone else to enjoy. <laughs> I mean, it was just weird. People, people, people just wanted to talk. That's all. Write some, write another note. <laughs> yeah, people just leaving notes on top of the sign and adding to it. And somebody else oh, said, "Yeah, cool. people do that in my neighborhood too. They pick up the dog's business and then they set it on the lip of the trash can." But not in oh. the trash can. Like, oh. why are you gonna pick up the poop and sit it on top of the trash? Can? That's so open wrong with these people. That's all. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. So I guess whenever a dog has to poop, you just gotta let him do it. Yeah, but because then you, you supposed to take your little pooper scooper, or right. you take a a plastic bag. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know, but I'm saying uh, they when they poop, they just. Your purpose of taking them out of the house is for them to poop. So whenever they drop that loot, it's wherever. Yeah. And whenever you can't pull them and say, no, not there, come over here, because you don't want his ass to close up? Or what, I mean, what do you want? What do you want? Uh... Yes, you can try. I mean, what, I'm just saying, why do you? You know, because the way dogs mark territories, they go out and the first thing they do is sniff. They're mm, sniffing yeah. for familiarity and their areas where they are, you know, comfortable with doing mm. their business. So if it's an area they like, they're going to let it go. 
And all you can do is sit there and take it. Yeah, all you can do is stand there and hope the neighbors aren't watching and then pick it up. Damn. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see them with the little wow. bag that they turn inside out. And yeah, they get out there mm-hmm. and get into pick it. Pick it up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know, some be, of them gotta don't. Gotta be a better way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, trade them mm-hmm. how to use a toilet, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> That's a whole other weird news. Okay. <laughs> it's been right. done. Uh, uh, All right. You want to go with your segment? Or yeah, yeah, I'm going to be quick. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, red wine with, uh, I'm just saying, which what you got there? Uh, tonight I want to talk about Elon Musk. Mm, your boy. Yeah, your boy. Elon Musk. Now, if you all recall, Elon Musk was supposed to be buying Twitter hmm. for like $44 billion, yeah. you know, had this major deal that was going on. Damn, that's a lot of money. Yes, yeah, a whole lot of money. So he was going to buy Twitter. Well, apparently now Elon is trying to back out of the deal. Elon is saying that there were some breached agreements that Twitter was supposed to have been doing or something they were supposed to have been changing, et cetera. But now he's saying, I don't want it anymore. Like, y'all didn't do what you said you were going to do, or you didn't. Basically, that he's saying Twitter didn't come correct. And I'm like, Elon, you don't know what you want to do. You jumped into that thing, like, feet first, definitely not head first, talked all of this talk about how you're going to change it up. You became the chairman of the board, all of that. Now you're saying, well, Twitter didn't do, you know, the things that I that they said they were going to do, and I don't like them anymore. I don't want it. Well, Twitter is like, it's not that easy, boyfriend. You signed a contract, you're going through with the deal. That's all it is to it. So, of course, Elon is like, you can't make me. And Twitter is like, oh, yeah, we can. We will take you to court. So now Twitter is threatening a lawsuit saying that you signed a binding merger agreement and um, Elon is saying that Twitter is in breach for allegedly refusing his information request about employee changes that he wanted to see made. And I'm trying to understand, well, if you were buying the company, why wouldn't you just make the changes once you fully have bought the company? Why are you stressing Twitter out about employee changes and some other crap? Just get the company. Because once it's yours, do what the heck you want to do. If you're spending that kind of money, I would think you'd be able to call the shots and do what you want. Why are you tripping because, oh, they said they were going to make some employee changes? Are you serious? For $44 billion, fire who you want to fire. Right, you got the- hire who you want to hire. Do what you're going to do. I'm like, sometimes I feel like these people have so much money, they just playing games. Well, he wanted somebody else to do the dirty work. Yeah, if you want to be the big boss with the big balls, then you got to step up and do what you need to do. Yeah. So, you know, now the whole deal is up in the air, and Twitter, of course, is saying that we'll sue him. Yeah, they pissed off. They wanted to get rid of it. $44 yeah. billion, whoever created, They wanted to get that money. Whoever I'm created sure Twitter was like, yeah. Their money. And now Elon is like, you know, playing around with it. I, I just feel like, Elon, you got too much time on your hands. Too much money. I don't know what goes on between one ear to the other, but you need to get it together. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's, um, he's just like 
some of the rest of them. Yeah, I'm like, you want to fly spaceships, you want to go to the moon, then you want to buy Twitter, mm-hmm. then you want to make Teslas that, you know, have issues, mm-hmm. you want the robots to drive the cars. You don't know what you want. Yeah, I ain't seen there, no, you got a girlfriend or a wife? Somebody? I don't know. I haven't seen him with anybody. Really? I ain't seen no chick or child, so I don't know what the hell. I don't know. So, all I'm saying in a nutshell is that Elon Musk is a nut. He is a rich nut, and he needs to get a grip. Yeah. Because at this point, either you're going to do it or you're not. If you try to back out now, Twitter's going to come after you. Either way, they're going to find a way to get their hands in your pocket. So, if you didn't want the company, why did you jump out there in the first place? Once again, I think he just was talking trash, you know, wanting to have something. And he decided to set his sights on Twitter. Well, now you got it. So suck it up, Elon. Suck it up. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Wow. You probably have a lot of uh, mouths to feed. You know, you got ten babies now. I don't know what he got going on. All I'm saying is that if you said it, you're supposed to be a man of your word. You signed the contract. Get those people their money and move on. Right. Too much like work. Yeah, maybe that's what it yeah. is. He realized that this is going to be a job. Yeah, a real job. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> yeah, you probably got a good point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm putting yep. him on the ticket list. All right. Well, if anybody want to call in and give us some conversation, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Can we go for Living for the the City? You know, I I saw something today, just a little insert of it. It, I didn't see the whole segment, but uh, Kevin Hart has something out called Heart to Heart, and he's interviewing different people. And I just saw a little smidget of him interviewing Chris Rock, okay? And what, what got me about that there, and it wasn't even a lot to really hold on to, but it seemed that, like, Chris Rock, is still right on that high with the situation with Will Smith. And what was what's bothering me is that, you know, my own opinion is that this this punk ass man, you know, and I, I had to I had to pre pre preempt the statement with that, is that you know the patriotism of black people is just so limited anymore. I mean, people just I don't know, when it comes to us, it seemed like the only people we could do in is us. You had all these people at the Oscars that Chris Rock could have came out and made a joke about anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, that was the one night where the Oscars was at their blackest point, okay? Yeah. You had the brother, who was the brother that was running that? What's his name? Uh, uh, Will, the pro- was it Will Packer? Will Packer, yeah, the producer. He's he's running the show. They had different people. Uh, um, Debbie Allen was doing a whole coordinating thing. It was the Black Fingers all in it that night. And they got the nerve, in my opinion. Maybe I'm biased because I'm from West Philly myself. I'm biased toward Will Smith. But, you know, I remember a, a term that they had in the movie um, – uh, what's, uh, it was uh, Sylvester Stallone. I forget the name of the movie, but it'll come to me. Where he said that they drew first blood. You know, Rambo. Rambo yeah, Rambo. Thank you. 
you know, that was Sylvester Stallone's line, is that they drew first blood when they went after him. Now, when Chris Rock came out and, and made that comment, you don't know how people are feeling. You don't know what's on people's minds. You don't know what's in people's hearts. You know, you know, you look at Will Smith having the, the children he got right now at that whole age of, uh, you know, young adulthood, you know, with the Internet and the way the son is dressing, the daughter is looking, and the, the wife is at the red table, and everybody's just doing their thing, and he's he's maintaining that. He's doing movies and shows and bringing in $15 million after each movie, and, and everybody is, you know, he's, you know what I'm saying, and, and Jada, her, her career is what it is, and, and everybody is just, you know, you're, you're trying to hold down the mountaintop, you know? And and one night you get to relax because you're finally in the driver's seat of trying to win an Oscar. And when you, you know, me being a singer myself, you know, when I'm going to sing at a wedding or a funeral, I'm very, you know, when I walk in there, I know that if I'm singing at this wedding or I'm singing at this funeral, I can't come in there and be relaxed like everybody else because I have a duty to, to withhold. I have something to do. My name is on the program. They're going to call my name midway through the funeral to sing the Lord's Prayer. Or I'm going to go up there and I'm going to sing, you know, you and I at the wedding. At the highlight of the wedding, I'm singing at the wedding. So I can't never relax while I'm there because I, I, I'm a singer and I have an obligation to the wedding or the funeral. And just like Will Smith was up for the Oscar that night and was a front runner. So you're sitting there, you're antsy, you know, about the situation. Plus, he hasn't come to a couple other shows. He had boycotted the Grammys at one time and boycotted this and that. So all of a sudden, he's there with that situation. Now he's got a front seat in this place that is totally black that night. And all of a sudden, Chris Rock comes out with his regular comedian ass, and he says something to Will Smith that kind of hit a chord, which is maybe, maybe 10, 15 minutes before he was up for the nomination of the Oscar. So you're you're anticipating your time frame where you got to go up there if you win, make a speech, or if you don't win, you got to be humble to clap or whatever. But you're antsy. And like I said, Chris Rock did not say anything to Brad Pitt or any other white guy in there with his date, with his wife. You felt like... Your comfort zone was to come down on another black man in that venue. Had nothing to do with Will Smith, but you come out with your punk ass, Chris Rock, and the first thing you throw a pop shot at is another black man. Now, here we are getting shot by cops, unarmed, pulled over for a traffic signal, and we getting shot and getting killed. We already mark men from the fucking beginning. And the first thing you're going to do is come out and jump in our ass. Why don't you do something new? Do something different. Be the first black comedian to come down on a white guy at the Oscars. Do some unusual shit, some different shit. But no, you can't do that. You're going to take the easy route. Like a guy in the club going to push up on the fat girl because she easy. She batting eyes at him. She weighed 400 pounds. He could tap that ass because she easy. No no disrespect to her, you know, overweight lover, don't get me wrong. 
Um, but what I'm saying is that you're going to come straight down on the brother who's just sitting there, him and his wife anticipating a win. Their mind is totally somewhere else. And not to mention what else is going on in his family at the time. Here's a man sitting there that got a whole life in his seat. And the ass of his pants lies his whole life. He's only in that Oscars for a couple hours. But you don't know what's going on with him and, 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 and Jada. You know, what's up with his son, his oldest son that's not by Jada. You know what I mean? What's happening with anything with him? But no, you're going to take the route of just, let's come down on this brother. So Will Smith reacted. And when Will Smith reacted, Will Smith didn't give a fuck about they was in the Oscars. You know what I mean? When you react anywhere, if you go up and hit somebody, you don't think that, oh, my God, I slapped them in the lobby of the Waldorf Astoria. No, you slapped somebody to tap your wife's ass. While she was walking by, you punched him, sure. They said, man, you should have punched him at the Waldorf. Well, what the fuck? I would have punched him at the, the Dew Drop In or the Holiday Inn Express. You know? So now people are, oh, Will Smith did It's It's always the public opinion that drives stuff into another narrative. And now you ain't heard from Will Smith in, since that. He hasn't been the regular Philly guy that that talks open you know what I mean? Good-looking brother, always dressed. You know what I mean? But you hear Chris Rock. He's up there with, you know, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart said, well, how you doing since the situation? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm Typical Stephen Fetched-ass nigga. You know? Just just cheesing like a, uh, like a Chester cat. Just cheesing. Because you did something now against a brother that was minding his old business. You came to his family and said something to him. And the fact he got up and smacked you, now that made you the fucking hero? That's just my opinion on that whole situation. Like I said, call out Brad Pitt. Call out who's the boy that just married the girl over in Europe, uh, that big-time guy. What's his name? The big, you know, the... the he was a big dude in all the uh, Ocean Ocean Eleven movies. Uh, oh shoot, uh, I can't think now. Who was Kettle, what's that guy in the Ocean Eleven, the Ocean Eight movies? The one oh, that was uh, running everything. Brad Pitt, George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney. You know what I mean? Jump on George Clooney or somebody. Yeah. Say some shit to somebody. Do something. All I'm saying in this whole nutshell, and I'm drawing not drawing no heavy opinions, so don't beat me up. All I'm saying is pick on somebody different. Because as black men, we already getting the shit smacked out of us already. And we really don't need it. And I'm just leaving that alone. All right, then. Okay. John, you done dropped the mic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounded like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Anyway. Like you said, we were blacking and black that night, uh, and we effed yeah. up. I mean, that, that, that's why they probably say, oh, we can't get him, you know what, nothing. Shit. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, um, that's how yep, it goes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, if, you, if anybody got anything to piggyback on, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And we're going to take a look. We're going to take a little CC and come back. Yeah, let's take CC. Come All back right. with the Hollywood wrap-up. Huh? All right, let's All do right. that. And then 
Yep, Hollywood wrap-up right coming up next. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. Uh, I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. A bonsoir, darling. It's time for the Entertainment News Report with Kettle and the Hollywood mm-hmm. Rapper. All right. You ready, Papa Didi? I'm ready. Okay. Go for it. Hollywood, Hollywood. All right, what we got going on in Hollywood? Well, um, first of all, I did want to mention our Hollywood here with uh, uh, President Biden. He announces the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So this is our quote-unquote own Hollywood. Seventeen recipients um, have received are going to receive this award. That was on yesterday. Um, you got people like Simone Biles, um, uh, Fred, Fred Gray, um, Steve Jobs, um, John McCain, his wife, um, you know, uh, received the award for him. Um, Sandra Lindsay. Sandra Lindsay was the um, critical care nurse. She received the first vaccine, um, the COVID-19 uh, uh-huh. vaccine. Um, and speaking of that, Denzel Washington, but unfortunately he did contract uh, COVID, so he was not able to attend. So um, I guess maybe they'll do his in a private ceremony or something. I'm not sure, but uh, those are our stars here um, in D.C. Um, also in other uh, Hollywood news, um, Marvel announces Wakanda miniseries starring the Black Panther supporting cast. Wow. What? Yep. It's going to be uh, animated. Black Panther fans. Um, uh, Wakanda looks like one of, uh, to add to your pull list before its October 12, 2022 release. Okay. Yeah, a lot of um, different writers that are going to be um, uh, writing for this particular series as well. Um, this is a five-issue Wakanda title. Will be an anthology-style collection of stories by uh, by a wide range of uh, creators about life in the fictional uh, African nation following the exile of the Black Panther himself. Uh, yeah, so interesting. Kudos to Marvels. Yeah. Okay. 
Everybody trying to get blacklisted. I I agree. I am too. Um, Also, our girl Viola Davis. She's in a new movie. It's coming out September uh, 16th. The Woman King. Um, This is based off of a true story. Um, Oscar winner Viola Davis follows a remarkable story of the all-woman unit of warriors who protected the African kingdom of uh, Dahomey in the 1800s with skills and um, fierceness unlike any other in the world ever seen. Um, I'm quite sure she worked out <laughs> probably for this particular role. Girlfriend looks good. You have to check out the trailer. It's called The uh, Woman King. Um, wow. This, this looks awesome. Um, yeah, I fact, saw the trailer the writers, for it. It looks really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the writers is Agena Prince um, Basewood, Basewood. She did um, yeah. uh, Love and Basketball. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, Lashana Lynch. Um, she stepped in for uh, Lapita Nyong'o. I'm not sure what happened with that, um, but uh, Lashana Lynch is um, the African American female that played in um, the 007 movie. Um, she's about six two, six four. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see as well. Um, also, our hometown girl, Regina Hall, she's in a movie with um, Sterling K. Brown. Um, you guys have to check out that trailer. It's um, it's about a, a disgraced megachurch um, called uh, Honk for Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it looks like a a, a comedy. Um, a parody comedy, um, Jordan Peele. Um, you know, he wrote this. It's uh, following the life of uh, Pastor Lee Curtis Childs and his wife, which is Regina Hall, a D.C. native, um, following them in the mega church. They're trying to get the mega church um, back to, uh, I guess, working again, I guess. And she is the wife, and he's the uh, pastor. So, huh. uh Interesting. Yeah, honk for Jesus. <laughs> Anything going it, it, You know what? I, I saw that trailer, too. It made me think about Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. So, who, who knows? He's going to base it off of that. Who, like I said, who, who knows? Um, okay. Okay. I think that's it. That's my Hollywood wrap-up for tonight. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. That was a good one. Okay. Gave us all kind of good mm-hmm. info. Let's yeah, see. there's I some good movies coming I thought I had up. another one for you, but I can't remember it now. Well, at least these movies will get us back into the theater because, you know, folks haven't been in the theater lately. So, right. Um, this will get us, get us back going, get us started again, so. I'm I'm excited, excited about these uh, new movies coming out. So look for yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I knew I had one. Um, if you haven't seen <laughs> Sing Two, that was the follow up to the movie Sing. It was an animated film. It is an animated film. Sing mm-hmm. Number Two is really good. Very well done. Okay. Even if you don't have kids, you will enjoy this movie. So it's on <laughs> Netflix now. So check that out. Okay. We have to watch 
um, one before we see two? <laughs> or, oh, not you know, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Okay. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. good, but I mean, you don't have to. But seeing one was excellent too. Yeah, one will get you to know the characters, and then you'll better understand them when you see things too. Yeah. So yeah, if you got time, you know, go go grab one of your nieces, nephew, grandkids, yeah. little cousin, somebody, and use that as an excuse and say, hey, let's watch Sing. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of security. Also, I had one other thing. It's not a Hollywood thing, but I was reading that this week uh, a brother named Willie Lee Morrow, who was a, a barber, who created the Afro pick. That brother passed away this week. He was 82, and he passed away on um, the 6th, I believe, of July. But this brother built an empire around uh, hair care products aimed at black consumers, including, mm-hmm. you know, a hair softener and all. And his hair softener is what inspired the Jerry Curl. Mm. This brother did all that. He was, mm. um, he called it the Afro, I'm trying to find it. He called the pick, what we call the pick. He called it mm-hmm. the Afro Tease, Afro Teaser, something like that. And it later became known as the pick. You know, there was a time where everybody had a pick in their either in their back pocket or stuck in their afro. Well, kids are doing it now. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a new thing. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to shout out Willie Lee Morrow. He was the son of Alabama sharecroppers who built that mm. business up along with that uh uh the the pick. He called it the Afro Tease. He died on, um, oh, I'm sorry, I was mistaken on the date. He actually died on June 22nd in San Diego. He was 82. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Speaking of um, someone passing at 82, I forgot um, to mention James Caan. Everybody knows him in, um, you know, Misery and Brian's Song. um, Yeah. Yeah, and his son, um, his son is an actor as well. He's in the... New Hawaii Five O series. So, oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I forgot that that was your son. I, 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 when I looked him up, I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> um, forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, was gone. Yes, yes. Um, my favorite yeah, I did movie see was. That. Was uh, Brian Song? That's why I first saw James Song. Excellent, excellent in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good actor. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, his son is Scott Con. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, if, if you look right. him up, you'll see he's in the Hawaii Five series. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to look up his son. I didn't realize that his son was on something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, one other thing in other news, Boris Johnson, the uh, what's his title in the UK? Prime Minister. Prime Minister. The Prime Minister of the UK. They have been mm-hmm. gunning for that man for the longest time because he's always in some kind of hot water. So now he has finally decided he's going to let it go. He has resigned, and I'm sure there are many that are applauding over uh, across the pond, as they say. But uh, that dude got some wild hair. I don't know if he does that (laughs) deliberately or if he just uses a blow dryer and just cuts it off and lets it just fall where it falls. 
Yeah. I don't know what that hair is about. But, yeah, he had two other people in um, some other positions that resigned because there was something something funky was happening. And two other people said, you know what, I'm tapping out. I'm not even going to get dragged in this. And after that, he was like, okay, I guess that was the final straw. Yeah, they were getting, there, getting ahead of it. Yeah. So he's finally out. Now I'm wanting, waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, who's going to take that position now? Well, let's get to the kiss of this. Okay. Yep. I was just bringing it up. It's so much stuff that was happening this week. Right. Uh, that Japanese uh, guy got assassinated. Yeah, he was the ex-prime minister. Yeah, ex-prime minister of mm-hmm. Japan. Somebody took him out. Took him out. There's some wild that. stuff going on. But all right, mm-hmm. Papa Didi said let's move on with our agenda. Let's get to the kiss of this, Papa Didi. Oh. Can you explain explain to everybody? Explain, Ricky. Kiss the list of people to show their butt, honey. Over the past few months, few weeks, few years, mm. what have you. Sometimes the same old people, Marjorie Green. Oh, yeah. Got Donald Trump. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. 45. 45, your boy. And I'm adding Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He got so much money on him. He's like a little woman who lived in the shoot. Yeah, he don't know what to do. He got so much money, he don't know what to do. Um, All of those cops that killed that brother in Akron, Ohio, oh shot Lord. him 60 times 60 in the back. Times in the back. Running with no gun. How do you shoot somebody 60 times in the back? Because you're too fat to catch up with somebody. Oh, you just have a death wish for somebody. No, they don't just, care. They too fat. They saw the guy was getting away. The one guy said, what the hell, we ain't going to catch this Negro. And once he let loose, that gave all the rest of them the excuse to shoot. Mm-hmm. So you think it was eight people, you know? Eight times eight is 64. So if each of them shot eight times of them 64 bullets, he gave, they found 60 wounds in him. Not to mention how many actual rounds was fired. It just don't make no sense. We always got to be killed like in danger, like we're in the jungle. We got to be eradicated. Anyway, that's a whole yeah. other subject. Uh, also, I want to add the Michigan police who are now apologizing for using pictures of black men as targets for their target practice. Yeah. yeah. They got outed after a local Cub Scout troop toured the apartment and saw the pictures of the black men with all of the holes and stuff, and that's how that came out. Now, how trifling is that? You talk about a total disregard for black people. How are you going to use black pictures of black men and put them on targets and say, all right, this is what we use for target practice? That's why we got posters that say Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Because of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's some despicable stuff. So whoever was involved in that, despicable. Whoever was involved in that in in Michigan, all of y'all are on the kiss it list. Y'all are trifling, mm-hmm. nasty, low down, subhuman. And what about the cop that killed uh, the little boy, uh, Meyer Rice? Oh yeah. He got a job in Pennsylvania. He's supposed to be resigning now. Oh, I read that he did. He only yeah. had the job for what a couple of days or a week or something. Yeah. 
Went straight yeah. from there to another police force after killing a little boy that was just... And the boy had a, a, a the gun, a little BB gun in his... Playing cops and robbers over across the street at the playground. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was yell and say, put the gun down. No, he's going to unload some bullets on the little boy. That was... Once again, they see black skin and they feel threatened. All you had to do was get behind the car and yell and say, is that a gun? Is that a real gun? Get rid of the gun. Throw the gun out. Then go over and talk to him. No, you going you gonna to send a bullet across the street. Mm. Take him out like he's just a... Like, like you, you know, you're a deer hunter and he's a deer. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That was very tragic that situation. Uh, also, I can't, I don't remember now where it was, but there was a pregnant woman. She was like maybe eight months pregnant, driving, and she decided she was in a hurry, so she wanted to get in the HOV lane. There's just her in the car. She got in the HOV lane, which you know you got to have at least two people in the car. And there was a checkpoint when she got off the HOV. The cops pulled her over, and she stood up there and told that cop, uh, I do have two people in the car. And the cop said, where is it? Where is the other person? She said, in my stomach. She said, my daughter is in. And the cop was like, lady, are you serious? Here's your ticket. Now, she's trying to fight the ticket. I'm like, this is, once again, white privilege. How are you going to unborn child that you're still carrying and you're trying to count that as your HOV rider? <laughs> like, Peppa, Peppa, I'm putting you on the kiss it list just because you tried it. And she's going to try to fight it. I'm like, girl, pay the ticket. You were wrong. He's <laughs> just wrong. People are funny. Yes, uh, what we got for him? Wait, is that everybody? Yeah, all right. I'm trying to make sure I got everybody. I know I'm missing somebody, but all right. Y'all ready to go ahead and give them their prize? Okay. Here's a prize for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Enjoy. Kiss my empire ass. My ass. All right, welcome back to John Party One. Who's Papa Didi? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. A bonsoir, darling. Como te Well, my last word, I'll go first, uh, is uh, just big conscience out there. There's a lot of uh, things going on. You know, watch your gatherings in open places. You know, just make up your mind whether or not that's what you want to do, you know. And stay conscious of your friends that just want to just, you know, hang out. You know what I mean? Check yourself, you know. If you feel like that's a situation where it's wide open and it's in an area that checks all the boxes for what's happening today, 
I'd be like, I'm going to stay home and watch that on TV. <laughs> you know, because these gatherings getting shot up is just not not cool. Not comfortable. Can't even relax in the work. Can't even get a beach chair and uh, go to a concert or sit down somewhere or, you know, mess. Okay. Well, my last word is honor your word. If you say you're going to do something, then stand by your word and do what you say. Mean what you say and do what you say. Unlike people like Elon Musk, who just jump into stuff because it seemed like a fun idea at the time, and now when it's time to to put the money up, you know, now you want to back out of stuff and claim technicalities and whatnot. Don't be like people like that. If you say you're going to do something and you put your word out there, let your word mean something. You know, some of us may not have much, but everybody has their word. No matter what else you got, you got your word. Your word is your bond, your reputation. Don't ruin that. If you don't think you're going to do something, then don't say it. Just say, I don't know. Let me get back to you or let me think about it. But if you put your word out and say, I'm going to do it, do it. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kel? Um, These young folks, they need to get some kind of structure or some kind of agenda. You need to be doing something constructive every day. Every day. I know we all get tired. We don't feel like doing this, doing that. Sure, take a break. But, you know, these young folks, you can't be at every set. You can't hang out with your buddies all the time. You got these these kids need to start learning how to establish themselves and be about something. Uh, you know, these kids now, these lazy learners, they don't want to do jiggity jack. And um, just do something constructive. That's what my parents used to tell me. Go out there and do something constructive, you know. So, uh, I don't know. These young folks, they need some help. And, uh, you have to be their parents and help them. So just keep on you. keeping on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my a real, that's, word. That's a really good point. I, I second that completely because I you know I, I just feel like every day is a, a blessing to be alive. First and foremost, and mm-hmm. man, there is and there's so much to do. Believe me, oh, we yeah, all got a, we we all got a ton of shit that we need to do. Whether it's organizing something, cleaning up something, painting something, you know, putting something in order, tuning up a car, you know, whatever whatever you got to do. There's a lot of shit to do. But if you can wake up and just not pay something, no rabbit ass mind for a whole week or so, like you on vacation or like you retired (laughs) or like you waiting for your parents to do it or your guardians or, or whatever, I mean... They need to sit back and watch that 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 surface turn to soil, because everything spoils after a while, you know. Everything, you know, cement turns back into sand, you know. Everything turns back to its natural. That's why I'm wondering why RFK Stadium ain't fell yet. You know, they talking about now. They finally talking about knocking it down, but yeah, they working on it. But they they better watch out because cement turns back into sand. So we keep getting these rainstorms. That damn building gonna collapse. All right. Well, we're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Uh, Papa D? Yeah, good night, everybody. All right. Kettle? Good night. <laughs> Kettle sound like good night. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just frustrated with these young folks. I know you they frustrated. They just have to learn. Yeah. It's going to be all right. But you know what? Well, Let you me know just what? say one thing. And, 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 go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, that could be a good show. Uh, in focus could be, you know, these young folks. What they need to do out here. What needs to be done. Like Papa Didi says, yeah, there's always something to do. Painting, washing somebody's car, helping somebody with some groceries. I mean, these kids, they need to get involved with this community. They just start doing some stuff, you know, and stop just yeah, hanging out here on the corner, getting high all day, every day. I mean, shit, we were kids. Yeah, we might have did our little stuff, but mom and daddy or, you know, mama or whoever was there or auntie or grandma made sure we were doing something, <laughs> something right. destructive. So. You're right. We were yeah. not allowed to just lay around and do Ooh. nothing. Talking right about on. I'm chilling. Oh. Like, what you doing? I'm chilling. Right, but like, then they been only chilling computers. long enough to be a popsicle. Do something. Right. <laughs> but, like, they be on, they on these computers 24-7. And that's mm-hmm. where I think these guns come involved. You're watching something. Something is drawing your attention. And something is making you do the crazy shit that you do. It's something All going right, on now. these computers. So, oh, in the upper soapbox. All right, Papa. All right, I hear you. I hear uh, you. Okay. All right. Well, look, we're gonna give a shout out to everybody um, that hangs out with us. Shout out to our friends of the show, West Coast, East Coast. Shout out to our LA connections. We love you, East Coast, North Carolina, New York, everything in between. Thank you so much, Pennsylvania, Philly. We love you guys. We appreciate your support. We really do. Um, I guess that's about all. Is that it? Yep. That's it. We're about to get yeah. up out of here. All right. Well, Look, this is Red I'm Wine. Gonna one, I'm going to give one more shout, shout out. Regina all Hall, right, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> give us a call in and tell us about your new movie coming out. So, all right. Take it from there. Yeah, honk, honk if you love. What is it? Honk for Jesus. Honk if you love Jesus. Honk for Jesus. Yeah. Honk for Jesus. All right. Honk, honk. All right. Right. Well, we're gonna get on out of here. Everybody, be safe. Enjoy your weekend. Watch yourself. Watch your back. Look out for your fellow uh, brothers and sisters. You know, let's all get through this thing called life together. Yeah. I'm putting more than thirty dollars in that tank. <laughs> Alright, we throw those sixty five dollars in that gas tank. Thirty dollars at the most and cut back on your driving. Yeah. All right. Ease up. Ease up. That's the I guess point. that's the the word for the weekend is ease up. Ease up. Ease up. All right. I like that. Everybody ease up. That gas take it to the poorhouse. Alright. We're about to get on out of here. Say goodnight again, Papa Gina. Good night again. Say goodnight, Kev. Good night again. All right. Good night everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on the pajama party show. Be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcast. We can be found on Deezer, Stitcher, uh, iHeart, where else? Google Podcast. Uh, I don't know. It's about five or six of them now. Uh, Pan, I think Pandora, quite a few. So check us out or go to the website, apajamaparty.com. We're out. That's We're right. done. Catch you next Friday night. We'll do it all over We're like again. We're all crap in Central Park. Oh, We're my all God. We're all over the place. All right. We'll see you next Friday night. Peace and love. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. 
Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Ko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.